0: Welcome to the Falling Skies Cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello and welcome back to the Falling Skies Cast with Jimmy and George. I am your host, jimmy in georgia and it's time once again to talk about falling skies and it is now almost the end of october i'm actually a couple of weeks late delivering this episode as i um hope to have it out near the middle of the month that was the plan but it's been crazy i was sick um as i've detailed on some of my other podcasts i have started a uh supernatural podcast which you probably haven't mentioned before on this show here called the supernatural cast and i um, just released an episode for that a couple of days ago And the first half was recorded right after I was sick, and the second half was recorded after um, a couple weekends, actually, of my wife doing wedding cakes, which she has sworn off now after that. But, yeah, we had uh, last Saturday. um, I was getting better, finally, after my illness or whatever. And for several days, not just this Saturday, but my wife was making two wedding cakes, a groom's cake, and then also had to do wedding photography on the same day for Saturday. Um, on the twenty first or second, whatever last Saturday was, which was a hectic, hectic weekend, on top of a busy week with work and other things prior to that too. So it's just been a lot of stuff going on. So I just haven't had the time to to squeeze in the Falling skies cast. When I mean, there's not a lot of news out. I mean, they are back on the set as far as some news goes. We're going to jump into that. They are back up in Canada filming this. overround, around, I believe it is over in Vancouver, British Columbia and um, there, there's been some press releases that TNT has sent out, and I know some of the other websites out there have, have been reporting on. I know Andy over at Spoiler TV sent me a link to um, one of their stories they'd put up back on October 24th, a few days ago now, and it, you know, just has the basic information that TNT has launched their production, and one thing I honestly haven't seen, maybe, maybe you've seen it, they were saying that several of the cast members are using Twitter updates called TNT Back on the Set as a hashtag. Haven't really looked for that, but check that out hashtag tnt back on the set because it is still scheduled for a 2012 summer release which i'm guessing since it is the same format of 10 episodes it would be around that father's day weekend this is my my guess i mean i haven't got any confirmation on that just yet um but i do want to thank andy over at spoiler tv for sending that my way and uh so check out the article there and um, they have all kinds of coverage for Falling Skies and pretty much any show you want to watch <laughs> on TV. They're going to have some information about it. And we also had an email from Jessica. So thanks for Jessica for sending in that. Because we honestly hadn't gotten many emails this whole first season. Uh, a few here and there. And I'm glad to have a few in the off season. So that's great. So October 11th has been a little while back. And I have emailed her back. But it, It's the first show since then. She says, hey, Jimmy, the show is great. I've been following the podcast for a while now, and they're awesome. On the last podcast, you said that you're doing a podcast about Supernatural, and I was wondering if that podcast is formatted anything like Falling Skies one with the five most important moments and things like that. I was also wondering if you would start a podcast system weekly for Supernatural, and if so, when will it start? Also, do you do any podcast shows other than Falling Skies and Supernatural? Jesse, huge avid fan of Falling Skies and Supernatural. And this year I was also asking about the deadline for the contest, which we're going to get to in a moment, but it had passed at that point. But <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll get to the contest stuff in a minute. But so thanks, Jessica, for emailing in. And I responded back to her pretty much that same day, I think, because I don't get a lot of emails for the podcast. And for those of you who haven't checked it out, if you're interested, if you're like Supernatural – I have a very similar format to the one I've gotten here with the Falling Skies cast over that first season, which I think is a good starting place, and I've definitely kind of added some things, tweaked some things, had some listener feedback, and kind of changed some things around too, and I think I'll probably do something very, very similar for season two of Falling Skies as we get back there next summer. One thing, I do have several of the same type of um, instances going on. As far as the types of segments, but I'll just go ahead and kind of run them down for you um, if you're at all interested. We start off with kind of a welcome initial reaction. We go into the Supernatural recap, followed by the Supernatural 5, which are the five most important moments of the episode. And at that point, I do go ahead and talk about Supernatural spoilers because I am doing a Supernatural rewatch starting from season one. And so I kind of get into some things that happen, you know, seasons one through six, and season seven has started now. There's like think five or six six episodes up now for that season this new season and then there's also the supernatural travel log where i talk about where they go then in that particular episode whether it's a real location or, or like a made-up one we have folklore mythology you know maybe they, like for instance bloody mary is the one i just released a few days ago kind of talk about the history of that a little bit um or demons or whatever they're dealing with and we do supernatural and pop culture much like with falling skies and then there's another one they have a lot of music that's pretty prominent in their episodes we do i do a set called driver picks the music detailing the music in the episode have the feedback section the contact us thing and then actually in the episode which was a suggestion from one of the listeners in the episode with the dean quote of the week um, which is dean winchester one of the characters there so i'll probably do a very very similar format for season two of falling skies cast moving that recap on up to the top of the show and the falling skies five and then get into some of those other things we do like falling skies and pop culture quote of the week and what all those kind of other things you know later on so thought i would share that since she asked and thanks jessica for checking us out and definitely would like to hear from you again if you checked it out anyway right now there's only two shows i'm trying to work on as you may or may not know i did do a podcast about the event last season but it was it was hard to do quite honest because i tried to do the same night like i would stay up till the wee hours of the morning on a monday night and have to go in at work at 9 a.m on tuesday morning and it was it was late nights and so it was low energy because I was tired and I was trying to be quiet because sometimes my wife would be trying to sleep. So <laughs> that podcast was kind of hard in general. And but anyway, I, I do appreciate Jessica's email and I appreciate Andy's email. I'd love for your your email too. And I'm I'm definitely trying to get better about responding back to those sometimes pretty soon. And there's a couple other things I got um here in the last little while that I haven't shared on the podcast because I think it's kind of funny a little bit. Like, I had a message from a guy named Zach. He said, hey, could you give the producer the idea? You could give Matt a friend. I was thinking it would be cool. P.S. I live in Indiana, and I would love to be an actor. Got any tips? I'm assuming at this point the guy's thinking I have something to do with casting, since my email is Cast at gmail.com, but not so much. And then I also got another email from Ebenezer saying he's a fan of Falling Skies from the beginning of the story. And he knows that they get lots of emails and wondering if he wants to be a part of the cast. What could he do for the show? What would he? You know, how would he go about that? Again, um, assuming somehow this is Falling Skies casting, not just you know the the podcast email. So sorry guys for any confusion. I do I do think that's kind of humorous, but yeah, we definitely appreciate the emails and we appreciate the phone calls. Getting to that, we'll get in, into our next little area of something to talk about, and that will be our little contest we were running uh, for the Falling Skies cast prize pack with the satchel, the stickers, the book graphic novel, and the comic. Um, well, not, I always say Comic Con exclusive, but the the con exclusive comic book for the um, Falling Skies little prize pack, and that was a call in contest where. The contestants would have to call in their best theory of why the aliens have come that is how it ran and it ran from september the 7th through october the 7th but as we get into the, the whole contest the phone messages and stuff there was one a phone message actually missed and I, I just realized that as i was going back to, to download some stuff for the uh... for the contest the Um, Gentlemen, it's been, it was back in July, so it's been several months ago. Mark, we had an email from him, and he basically had, had, I guess, listened to the first post episode, podcast episode, and basically was like, Where's the opinion? Where's, you know, what's the point of this podcast, pretty much? And so he had called in back in July, on the 27th of July, and left us a message, and I totally missed it. I don't, I really don't know how that happened, but we're going to play that here now, and then we're going to get into the, the really the only, real entry we got for the uh, contest and we'll do that um, afterwards so we'll be listening to Mark's message and then I'll be right back
1: Hey guys, uh, Mark Beck uh, I'm actually the guy who uh, sent you the, the Twitter message as well as the email message uh, just say hey I didn't understand the whole summary uh, or, the, or the layout even of the uh, of the podcast, I will say I did listen to uh, this week's podcast uh, enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, you guys could rip me a little bit more uh been a little bit more aggressive with me on uh, my criticism, but uh, again, I, I certainly enjoyed the podcast this week. Um, you know, obviously insight or your opinion on the show, how many love in- interest can Hal really have? It seems like he's got somebody different every week, uh, but uh, I'm also a little surprised that they haven't had a whole lot of flashbacks or background when it comes to uh, the show itself or the original attacks or what have you. So it's, it's, a little interesting that uh that they haven't really dived uh so really too much into that, uh given any kind of background. I, mean, I, I understand the way that they started, but I would have expected them to do something. Uh, maybe show a little bit of the original attacks or, or life before the attacks. Maybe it's something that they have planned in the future, who knows? But anyway, uh enjoyed the podcast uh quite a bit this week. It was great. Uh love the new format. Um certainly, again, appreciate you not ripping me too bad on my feedback. But uh look forward to listening to the podcast here in the future. Thanks.
0: All right, Mark. Sorry that we missed your call, dude. I totally would have played that months ago at this point, like three months ago. So sorry. Thanks for calling in and uh, definitely appreciate that. You were our first official caller. Um, I have a few other messages here I could play that are telemarketing Automated messages, but I, I, I've chosen not to do that, even though it would maybe could have been a funny little bit. But uh, we did have one actual entry for the contest, and uh, I'm not going to play the full message. She does leave her phone number on there, um, but we're going to jump that into that uh, message here, and. Maybe next contest we'll have a few more entries, perhaps. <laughs> I know on Twitter and on Facebook people are like, oh, I'm going to do it. Is it limited to just the U.S.? I'm like, well, no, I guess not. We could figure out something. And so I had a lady in Spain contact me. And I know I think we mentioned that before on, the, on one of the recent podcasts. But, but anyway, we got the one message that was actually submitted, and we're going to play that for you guys now. And I will be right back again, again.
1: Hello, I'm calling about your falling skies. Uh... Option and I wanted just to say that I think that it is because the aliens came back to see their original makings, and uh, when they found that the humans on the earth had been so unthinking about the planet and that they had decided to s- destroy and start over again, but then when they met up with Tom's resistance and that they see a spark of humanity something that might be worth saving, and so now they intend to help rebuild the Earth. Thank you. My name is Marlis. Have a great day.
0: All right, well, that was Marlis. I believe is what she said there was her name. And uh, I did cut out the part where she gave her last name and her phone number. And so, Marlis, just contact us uh, with your email. Um, of your address, and we'll get that prize pack sent on out to you. And I guess we can confirm that it's really you and you um, submit your email with your address with that phone number. We'll know that that was legit and said to some random Yahoo saying, oh, I'm Marlis. Because I always wonder that. Like when you hear, I listen to, say, like Media Junkyard, for instance, and they're like, oh, so-and-so, contact us with your your address, and we'll send this out to you. Like unless they already had their email or knew for sure that that was this person, anybody could be like, well, I'm Joe. I want the prize. But (laughs) anyway... So yeah, we'll just verify that by your phone number, and we'll get that prize pack sent on out to you. And thank you for playing the game and for winning. That's cool stuff. And then, one thing I'm, I'm too before we get into this like kind of rewatch discussion, I have fun with this stuff. Generally speaking, with podcasting and whatnot. But at, at times it is a chore. It is a job. It's like a, a second job almost coming home from a work day. And, and a lot of times, like probably a couple times a week, my wife works late, which is the reason we had trouble getting her on the podcast last season. And so I don't have a lot of free time when it comes down to it, as far as working and her schedule and whatever else is going on. So at times it's, it is kind of like a job to, to go and watch the episodes again. Like, you know, usually if I have the time i'm trying to watch episodes twice before i talk about them but sometimes that doesn't happen one reason honestly is if i just watch it once and take notes i don't really enjoy it (laughs) i really don't i like to to watch it and then go back the second time and take some notes because otherwise i won't even probably after a while i won't even really enjoy watching the show to some degree because the note taking and stuff but basically, I do want to say I'm sorry that I have not had that opportunity to get this out sooner, but I do want this to be fun. I don't want to this to be a hassle or a burden to make a podcast, because if it's a hassle or a burden, to me, I'm not going to have fun with it, and it's not going to be fun to listen to. And so I definitely want to try to have a little more fun on the show, because a lot of the times, like, I don't know, I have a theory about podcasting. My theory about podcasting is if you're listening to a specific show like this, you're you're listening to a Falling Skies podcasts you want to hear about falling skies you don't want to hear me talk about the weather or my trip to england you know whatever for the most part i mean sometimes those things relate but i don't think you you want that you want to hear about falling skies and so typically i try to stay on topic in in the podcast that i do if it's a specific topic related podcast um now if something reminds me of something else and it you know ties into what we're talking about that's great but Anyway, I guess the point of a lot of this is I like The Big Honking Show with Steve Gloss, and he has Geek Out Down. and here recently I've had fun just messing around, making some little commercials for them. And so I'm going to try to come up with some fun little commercials for the Final Skies cast. And the only thing I thought about all first season, I kept thinking about making a silly little commercial, was something like Skitter Away, Skitter Off, some kind of skitter-repellent commercial. And so, I don't know, I'm thinking about that, I think that would be fun. But if you guys have any ideas for, like, a, a commercial parody or a, uh infomercial parody or something like that for Falling Skies, I would love to hear those ideas. And that would kind of spark some interest in me to, of something I could be creative with. All right. Well, we've gotten about 15 minutes almost into the show. And we haven't gotten to talk about what we're really here to talk about. And that is episode two, technically, of Falling Skies. And that is The Armory. And the Armory was that second half of the two-hour premiere. That that was really a second episode, um, but it, it wasn't necessarily broadcast that way. And this is the episode where we are introduced to Pope, most notably. This is the episode where um, Click gets killed. So Anthony has that bad blood with Pope for the rest of the season. This is where a lot of stuff happens, and this was a good... I like the second half um, of this pilot very much, even though technically the first half of the show, the first hour, is really the pilot pilot but um just the whole interaction there with pope of how he was trying to steal the food and the guns um just a really really good episode probably looking back probably one of my favorites of the season i would say had good drama good tension and we got to meet pope i mean what's it not like about that and so we're going to just take a look back through there like we did last time, not doing a commentary like some podcasts do. I feel like I could do that, but then at the same time, it's just me talking. And so I feel like that would be kind of boring, but like, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a gun in his hand. He just shot that guy. Wow, well, that's awesome. But I don't want to do that. And so we're going to just kind of look back, and I've gotten some notes here where I just kind of rewatch the show and try to pick out a few things maybe I missed, maybe I didn't didn't catch the first time, maybe, you know, something like that. And so... And again, we're going to be doing this once a month through the off season. Um, And then hopefully if anything else comes up as far as interviews or whatever, we'll have maybe a couple of other, other shows thrown in here, there, perhaps. All right, let's jump into episode two, The Armory. First thing I had written down um, that I noticed, i I, mean, I noticed the first time I mentioned the recap and stuff, but why did they have a dog on this mission? That just seems really out of place to me. I don't remember having a dog around at any other point, <laughs> and maybe that's why. Because of what happened on this mission, thought that was something. Just kind of throw that out there. And, and this one thing, I, I guess we might have talked about a little bit. Like how slow are these mechs? Seriously, that these humans could just run away from them. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? I mean, I guess they're kind of like a tank. They're big. They're powerful. Have big guns on them. But seriously, are they that slow? Can always run away from them. I don't know. This is kind of just random observations, and so. Feel free to give me some feedback on that if you have any. Um, Also, Maddie. At any other point, I don't remember right now, I don't recall Tom calling Matt Maddie. And then Anthony calls him Matthew in the next scene. Nicknames, I like nicknames just don't particularly remember that one. And then one thing I did notice, Greg Beeman, obviously, is really involved with the show. And I know we mentioned several times throughout the first season that he had a blog out where you could go and check out really detailed behind-the-scenes information about pretty much every episode. Well, I also noticed the other night he directed an episode, I'm not sure if it was the first and second, or maybe just the second episode of Once Upon a Time, the new fairy tale drama from two of the Lost Riders on ABC on Sunday nights at 8. That... Second episode aired last night. Greg Beeman is involved to some degree there too, so which is good stuff. He's definitely very talented. One thing too I noticed just randomly again, Mike was scouting out some possible locations for like a base of operations. And one of the things he came across was an old factory on the outskirts of town. And I think at the end of the season though, they were looking for something a little more rural, a little more secluded versus on the edge of town. So I don't guess they went to the factory. And one thing, too, just Weaver in general this episode, I, I remember going into the show, I kind of had a bad attitude towards him and his military-first kind of attitude. But now looking back on him and the, everything that went on in the first seasons, he made some really good decisions for the most part. And I think in most situations, not every situation, but most situations, Tom probably would have been better off listening to him because he really was looking out for the group more so than Tom seemed to think he was at times. Okay, another thing, too. Uncle Scott. Okay, he's basically the professor from Gilligan's Island. If you if you noticed the first season, he'd do anything. He could be a biology teacher. He could fix radios. He could make bombs. He'd do whatever. Um, what was his job? Did they ever really get into his backstory at all, other than he's related to Anne? I'm just curious what his pre-life was when there was civilization still. And I guess, too, here, um, right after that, Uncle Scott gives us one of those big hint hint moments, telling us that the the mechs are bipedal, and he was asking well, why would the skitters do that because his students suggested that because the skitters have six legs, and we we learned pretty soon there in the season that there are other aliens, the real aliens, and they are the ones who've made these mechs and also made the skitters apparently conforming whatever alien race into this little skittery alien thing. And then one thing too, uh, they kind of get into a brief discussion. It was kind of offhanded comment where Karen was making fun of Laudris and she says, "Do Skitters have a god?" Well, honestly, that's not a bad thing to think about. You know what? What are these aliens like? The real ones, not the Skitters, because we know those are kind of like drones. It seems like like the tall, gr- thin, gray ones, the the leader aliens, the command aliens, whatever they might be called. And I mean, obviously, they're intelligent. They can do all sorts of things mechanically. They can travel in, through space and take over planets by force. But yeah, what, what is their civilization like? What is their language like? Do they have any type of religious beliefs? I mean, that's something I never really thought about before. Okay, one other thing I noticed this go around. I mean, I noticed it the first round, but I didn't really think about it in this way. Jimmy, obviously, messes up that first mission with a dog. And the mech, you know, kind of comes out and starts shooting at him. Well, they replaced Jimmy on the next mission with guess who? Do you remember? That's right, Click. He was shot by two arrows, Daryl Dixon style, by Pope's brother. And I never thought about how Jimmy, in one way or the other, is responsible for Click's death and not necessarily Pope. I mean, Pope's people did shoot him, yes, Um, Pope's brother to be, you know, specific, but Jimmy, had he not been kind of dumb in that first part of the episode, he would have been on this mission and Click would not have been. But Click being on the mission gave Anthony a reason not to like Pope even more so than his redneck racist comments. So there again, created drama. But yes, Jimmy was responsible for Click being on the mission. So that was something I didn't really think much about. I didn't really think about Daryl Dixon-style murder either hey the walking dead's back and it's great so yeah okay here's another thing in this little scene first go in there and click get shot by the arrows hal and karen kind of hide while the rest of the group are hiding and then like a minute later pope brings them out as hostages okay pope only had like five people how'd that even happen i, I that seemed way too fast uh, i don't know that just that seemed off to me really really did and, and I know we, we just made comment about Pope being a redneck, but he's definitely a smart redneck. Knows his stuff about how many people, 111 fighters, 200 civilians. Knew about their weapons and stuff. And there, this whole thing, honestly, with, with Pope's little group, I don't know if they would do it. I know The Walking Dead had a, a little web series here this season where it briefly talked about one of the the zombie's origins. who's kind of an iconic zombie on the show. It would be interesting to see some of Pope's story, like how he became the leader of this little band of marauders in this post-apocalyptic world, especially, I don't know, with Maggie. Like she had a rough time. Not that we'd want to see all the the bad things that happened to her, but that would be an interesting story, what, what happened to that group of people. And one other comment that Pope made that I probably didn't really latch on to early on was he says... of mankind has been wiped out. And I don't know how accurate that is, but seeing how Pope is kind of a smart guy, even though he's a redneck and racist and whatever else, that's probably fairly accurate, I would think. And so, last count I've heard, I think there are 7 billion people on the planet. You knock out 90%, 7 million would be 10%. So 7 million people on the whole planet. That's pretty ridiculous. I mean, that's the population of a you know, decent-sized city. That's pretty crazy to think about, if that's accurate. Definitely not very many people to fight back. <laughs> One thing, too, I was asking you guys earlier, if you had any ideas for a commercial or something, and I actually here Pope talking to Tom gave me an idea for something I might try to work on before next episode um, in November. All right, and then Pope said several things, too, just about hunting, about trying to take down the ships. And he even asked Tom if he ever take a ship down, which is kind of foreshadowing the fact that, well, in the last episode, Tom sure does. I (laughs) think there several of those kind of moments. Weaver mentioned how many people near that area were taken to camps near Stockton. And I'm assuming he's talking about the alien camps, like that one crazy lady they met down in town in Boston, She was in an alien camp, which is weird because they haven't... I mean, there's all sorts of stuff like that they haven't talked about or haven't focused on at all. And there's not backstory on this stuff um, that I'm aware of. Um, So that kind of stuff I think is really interesting, and I'd like to see a flashback to, like, a concentration alien camp thing. And then a couple more things real quick here. We definitely see Maggie saves the day for Tom and his people. And then last little bit we'll we'll focus on and we'll be done with, I guess, our little discussion... Pope loses his entire gang, including his brother and his other guys that Maggie killed. Everybody from his gang is dead, except for Maggie, and he doesn't really seem to care. Doesn't, really doesn't. He just wants to have a rest. He doesn't want to be a, a fighter. And it's like, wow, that dude, I know I, I'm even to talk about how he's kind of a fan favorite. I like him in general, his attitude and stuff, but he's cold-hearted, man. The fact that all of his people that he had cared for and led, and I don't know if he cared for him or not, actually, I guess he didn't, but the people that he led and, and that you know, helped him survive, he helped them survive, they all died and he just didn't even seem to care. It's like crazy. I guess that's all for this episode. Um, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share about the armory, please send them in and I'll tell you how to do that here in just a moment. And then that'll pretty much wrap up our show. We've already gotten to the feedback, we've already gotten into some news. Briefly, I'll be at and that's gonna pretty much wrap us up. And so you can email us at falling at gmail.com. You can call into the show at seven seven three three five skies. You can find us on Facebook and leave us a message at Facebook.com slash Falling Skies Cast. You can find us on the Twitter and we are the Falling Skies. And we're on Google Plus. I'm not sure. How long will it be? Because I got a message about one of my other Google Pluses today. That said it did not conform to the policy standards. Blah blah blah. So who knows? We'll see. But you can search for Falling Skies cast on on Google Plus for as for the time being, anyway. And uh, we'd love to have you there, and interact with us, and then we'll be back hopefully soon, next couple of weeks, with another episode. We'll rewatch episode number three of season one of Falling Skies. Maybe get a few more little Easter eggs or nuggets of goodness to talk about. And we hope to have you back for that. Till then we'll see you next time from the Fallings Cast cast. I'm Jimmy Georgia. Peace.